0: You are listening to the Saifedele Podcast, episode 159, Developing a Respectable Nerd. The Saifedele Podcast contains adult language and mature themes, and in this episode, we're talking about indoctrinating your children. So, don't let the little ones listen. You don't want them to see it coming.
1: So, I don't know if you've had the opportunity to see what modern kids programming, young kids programming is like. Most of it's animated, and it, the you've heard of the Compression Wars? Anyone heard of that? I have not. No. I have not. Nope. I not. Nope. Entertainment of all varieties, including this show, was getting compressed. And in the audio world, compression is where they take the low volume sounds and they move them up and they take the high volume sounds and move them down so that ah. everything is sort of in the middle and then they take that and expand it to be very high volume. So yeah, everything okay, I know what is you're talking about. always high volume all the time, no matter what's happening. Gunshots, whispers, all of it is all high volume. And that's they meant to gather TV your attention and keep it. And right. And so when you're listening to a TV show, it's at... Less compression, then you get to the commercial, and it's at greater compression, and that's why you perceive it to be much more loud and shouty.
2: Well, they often fuck up a bunch of songs on the radio by volume compressing them too.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely! Lots of artists, including uh what's his min- name, that made the Pono player. Uh, Neil, I'm sorry, you're talking Young. about modern
3: music. I, 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 I'm out. No, no, no. I that's,
1: a- I mean, it's since about the mid to late '80s, things have been going into greater and greater compression but uh anyway anyway i I digress kids programming is very very compressed all of that is super compressed everyone shouts all the time for everything and it's annoying as fuck (laughs) you know full stop super annoying So I've stopped letting my kid watch most of it. He gets a dose, and that's it. Because he loves it, of course. Because it's made to have a, you know, a a psychological draw for him. It's been tuned for him. But uh, I mean, uh, if he's anything like I I I was
3: when when I was a kid, all I need is bright lights, colors, and 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 action, and I'm pretty good to go.
1: That that's pretty much. And then they sprinkle a little bit of educational content on there, like, you know, whatever, like sprinkling crack rocks. (coughs) That's about it. So, so anyway, kids, I have the entirety of the original 86 or whatever transformers. So my kids watching that. And I'm not saying that's the best content available, but now my son knows who Optimus Prime is and hums the cutscene. Uh, exactly. <laughs> he knows that he knows it and uh, he's watching Magic School Bus and they've actually if you go on to Netflix they've remade Magic School Bus with new animation oh, and new music it's like 70% the old way and the rest of it's been revamped and it introduces things like cell phones which didn't exist on the original show. You know what I mean? Okay.
3: Yeah. Did they not so, have cell phones by the time the original? I didn't watch mm-hmm. the original school bus. No. Was that early odds or late
1: oh, 90s? Oh, shit. I don't know. I, I was a little late for Magic School Bus Take One, but yeah, I, I definitely still the missed show. that bus too. Anyway, my kid watches Magic School Bus, the original and the new, likes them both. And uh, so. It's all good as far as I'm concerned. He can like those shows all he wants. They don't suffer from over-compression. And there is genuine value in them. Now, you could argue that there's less to learn from the Transformers than there is (laughs) Magic School Bus. I'll grant you that. Is there, though? But the context I can provide by talking to him about it is the value there. And boy, do we talk about it. Now, you know, he's remembering the characters and we're talking about why Optimus Prime is defending the humans and why Megatron wants to, you know, dismiss Earth and the humans and collect the energy to send back to Cybertron and how he's pretty much a giant dick. Because he's a winner, right? No, he loses (laughs) all the time. He retreats every time there's conflict. And how Starscream is basically the biggest asshole on the whole show <laughs> i was gonna say i definitely learned how not to be an asshole
3: from transformers it was don't yeah. do what starscream does yeah.
0: <laughs> and you know speaking of being assholes on a show welcome to the siphonelie podcast <laughs> this, this is, this is, is my,
1: this is michael this is brian and this is steve sorry for my long-winded open there welcome aboard we're happy to have you Kids entertainment is a fucking mess.
3: I found that entertaining because the last time that I really watched, I'm an old fogey, but I did go a little farther past um, where I usually do. I've seen up to like Avatar The Last Airbender. That was amazing. But that's probably like the last kid show that I think I've seen. So I don't really know how kid shows are nowadays. Though Avatar was fucking amazing. Well, as I mean, much if, as
2: hypocritical as it is, if I had a kid, I would absolutely show them the Clone Wars once they got old enough
0: to handle that kind of level of violence. But, well, uh, Steve, you know, you were saying, I don't know. You, you didn't know how much educational content there is coming out of uh, Transformers, but, uh, you know, I, I learned lots of great life lessons from Transformers and, uh, G.I. Joe. I mean, Shit. G.I. Joe teaches you how to be a good American, right? Yeah, I just don't uh, have it
1: though.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> you should get it though. Well, yeah. the, the, you know, the one thing I like about G.I. Joe, they, they, uh, they didn't give a shit. This is like 1984. They didn't give a shit about what race you are, where you come from, whether you're high born, whether you're low born. It's like, hey, um, if you want to beat the shit out of some terrorists? You are all right with me. Man, woman, dog, parrot, fuck it. We don't give a shit. Let's all just kick some terrorist ass.
1: Yeah.
3: And every now and then, we're going to get weird and melt in front of
0: you. But that's okay. (laughs) The fucker's face is like, hey, you know, I was career military. I'm a Marine. Well, you know what? I kick somebody's face in a movie. Fuck it. You want to beat up a terrorist? Shit, yeah. Let's go do this. I mean, it's... And I think that's really the American dream,
1: actually. (laughs) Well, <laughs> you know, in GI Joe, and we're talking about OG GI Joe, right? OG,
0: yeah. OG yeah. GI
1: Joe, OG Transformers, and all of the the cartoons of that era, right? Even your gummy bears and your uh, Bouncing He-Man here and, and Muppet your, your Babies, your knockoff uh, GoBots, all of that shit.
0: Yep, yep.
1: No one actually got hurt. Now, I know you're going to bring up the movie, and I got oh, that, yeah. too. <laughs> that's the a Mount movie, Fuggish not in died in Yeah. <laughs> but in the show... Hey,
3: we got to sell some new toys, so, you know, we got to make a movie to...
1: The thing that's been nice, watching the Transformers again, because the truth is, like, I have lots of memories of the Transformers, but it's all sort of mashed together, and I've only retained the parts that I liked the best and the character elements that I liked the best. and how Now, seeing it as an adult, there's a bunch of shit that didn't stick. <laughs> 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 like, Wheeljack is in that shit way more than I remember. Oh, yeah? Now, Wheeljack is practically a main character right next to Optimus Prime. He's number one. Or number two, I mean.
0: And he loves science. He just likes building shit. Yeah, he does. He's my man.
1: Yeah, I get I, uh, it. I just, uh, it just wasn't part of my remembrance of the show. I, I was surprised.
3: I, I, I've come to the realization that my remembrance of Transformers is almost exclusively the movie. Like, I've basically forgotten everything that was Transformers that wasn't in the movie. Now, I remember the movie quite vividly. <laughs> Because I watch it fairly re- frequently, but yeah. outside of the movie, I I don't think I've seen the show since
0: I was 16. <laughs> yeah. well, well, you're missing out, son. You're missing the, out.
1: The Constructicons and the Insecticons both arrived in the show's timeline much sooner than I remember. I mm-hmm. thought that they were later incarnations, but no, man, they're season one. Couldn't believe it. I was I was really surprised by that. I thought, "Whoa, they've been here from the beginning."
0: Well, but season one is like fifty episodes, right? (laughs) Okay, but still, that's like a season two of Gargoyles, which is like seventy five episodes. (laughs) I mean, it's it's a cartoon, right? So they they run it in syndication. So like when they make them, it's like a large fucking. Actually no, Transformers, I think the first cause it was like, Oh, maybe people will like this shit, maybe not. And I think it's only like thirteen. But then season two is like everything else up until up before the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's seasons three and four and whatever. But yeah, you do get and and uh that whole insectic the insecticon thing, when they first show up, they're like fucking invulnerable. Yeah. And then they're like, Oh no, just uh Drive on your tires and then you, they can't do shit. You're like, oh, okay, well, we'll beat them from now on. It's awesome.
1: And then, <laughs> uh, like, the flip flopping of alliances between the constructicons and the insecticons, and like who got to them first, and them trying to figure out where they're going to be. And, uh, you know, there's some heavy duty uh, plot lines, you know, uh, going on there, some concepts that are way beyond my kids' understanding. And I'm okay with that. That's fine. But, you know, there's more than I remember.
3: That's what's important. I mean, there's stuff like that. that (laughs) I I can absolutely say stories like that are what got my brain to the point. Because I I would watch that kind of stuff and it would make me question it and wonder about it. And that's how I got to understand those kinds of concepts. I mean, you you don't have to tell me about the power of stories, man.
0: <laughs> oh,
3: I mean, yeah. I I the the sad or awesome
2: truth is that my it most of my ethical structure foundations was built from return of the jedi both because I knew that if you don't pay your debts, you get frozen in carbonite and hung on a wall, and that sounded really, really bad. And also because if you want to be a good Jedi, you can't throw a fit and lose your temper and throw things all over the place and scream and yell and hurt people. And, uh, you know, various other how to be a Jedi lessons were actually quite
1: formative to me. Yeah. I am not surprised in the least.
0: Not not at all, actually. I, I would have cited more from Doctor Who, but okay, whatever. That's fine.
1: Well the the, well, other-
0: they, the in doctor who they
2: just take it as accepted that you're supposed to be a good person in return of the jedi they actually outline cause and effect and good and bad and why you want to be good and why you don't want to be bad and and it, they 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 make an effort to teach it <laughs> so
1: the other side of this coin is I'm I'm forming a human who's going to adopt some of and reject some of the things that I provide for him and, uh, you know, that's a bitter pill to swallow, but whatever. Uh, the culture is not the one I grew up in. The t- modern culture is not the same True. one I experienced growing up. And yep. in a lot of ways, it's not the same. And, uh, you know, that's observable by all of us because we're all of us are about the same age. <clears throat> yep. And, uh, it's weird that when how that worked I out. was uh an early, a young teenager and in through my middle teens, being a fan of pretty much anything that wasn't hyper-mainstream was a shunnable offense. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And that could be uh heavy metal music it could be the cure it could be comic books it could be animation of any kind because we're talking way before pixar if you were a fan of animation something was wrong video games was cool enough i guess we're talking about like uh Super Nintendo era. But like, if you were a PC gamer, you used the internet, forget <laughs> it, man. <laughs> the inter-what? Yeah. Bulletin board? No. You speak another language, and uh, you are weird. Well, that stopped being true sometime later. And once the plebs got access to Facebook... And realized that Twitter was kind of neat. Geek culture got to be cool again, or for the first time in my life. And that was, uh, really strange because the things yes. I knew and understood very well were valuable to like strangers. You didn't have to find someone to appreciate that knowledge. It was just, I mean, news anchors are talking about Comic-Con. What? Right.
3: Whenever I'm watching uh, CNN and they start talking about how political discussions and they keep making references to people were forming up like the Avengers. That's weird. That is (laughs) fucking weird, my dude. (laughs) It's weird that you're making Avengers references while on a news... This is CNN.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so the reason I'm bringing all this up is I'm seeing another change where that's kind of on the out. And it's going back to the way it was, where people are kind of tired. The, the hot minute that the geek, the nerd, was cool is kind of over. And it's so cool commonplace and ubiquitous this overconsumption of uh this entertainment appreciation is uh so rampant that uh it's now crossed the line and the people that kind of absorb the most of that are now aging out of the maximum peak cool if that makes sense to you
3: it does I kind of feel like a lot of this is due to some of the main tent pole entertainment not sticking the landing, shall we say? Uh, and I'm not just talking about Rise of Skywalker. Uh, <laughs>
1: Failing to I, stick I, the I, landing, I, here. yeah.
3: I, I'm mainly thinking about, like, Game of Thrones, which was wildly popular. Like, almost everybody watched it. And I don't hate the ending as much as other people do, but a lot of people hated that ending. And I think a lot of people felt like, hey, I invested into this geeky, nerdy thing, and it did not pay off. And so, uh, of course, then again, at the same time, Endgame was pretty much the opposite of that. (laughs) Endgame was basically something usually popular nerd thing sticking in the landing, but I feel like people talked about Game of Thrones because it's far easier, apparently, nowadays to hate on something than it is to appreciate something. So, well, Well, hating on on stuff is true. Yeah, hating on stuff is part of being a nerd. So, that's fair.
1: <laughs> <laughs> At least in modern times, right? Like to, yeah. to have a bone to pick. There's, there's that, but but that well, is mean, as far back as 1987,
2: the when the Next Generation come back came out, and all of us original series fans were sitting around going, "There's a bunch of bullshit," and uh, yeah, but including me, who'd been, been a Star been like, Trek fan for one year.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, but there's also that aspect of finding a thing that you like and just holding it close and finding the people that also like it and having those shared experiences with those people. You go to a comic book convention so that you can find the other people that liked episode 14 of The Flash uh, and and know why it was cool, right? And appreciate it. Yeah. Not because you want to go there and grouse about why the fuck Captain Marvel Suddenly has different powers in the new fifty-two. Yeah, we have the internet for that. And part. why that sentence should bother you?
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm glad that because uh, I'm like, what, what? No, what, what? I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let that slide because I, uh, I maybe he knows something I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying
1: to give you some something to play against. And no one, you, uh, you know face. what's funny?
3: You know what's funny? I, I I hear what you're saying, but in my mind, I just went to Shazam <laughs> because Shazam will yeah. never stop being Captain Marvel. They can call him something else. That fucker is still Captain Marvel to me. Nope, Shazam. <laughs> uh, you
0: know what? Somebody should have put the fucking paperwork in. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna
1: say. Um, <laughs> i you know, okay. How did that get through legal anyway? <laughs>
3: Sadly, I I have an answer, but this this is not the time or place. Not the time and place for that. That's
1: just a throwaway joke anyway.
3: (laughs) I know, I know. That's why I'm like, I'm
1: not going to pull a Brian and get into it. (laughs) Throwaway joke.
0: You know, Brian brings up a point, though, and I think that might be, you know, like I'm not necessarily seeing what Steve is saying about how the geek culture is on the outs, but I could see why it would be on the outs because, you know, the thing you bring up is, people just use it as an excuse to bitch and moan and, and not not bitch and moan because bitch and moan is, you know, lamenting something. This is more like taking an aggressive, angry stance, like using it to attack other people. And, you know, if I'm going to be attacked by somebody, it's not going to be some fucking nerd. I'll tell you that shit right now. So back <laughs> in the day, as I recall, when, you know, nerds would just, they'd come together, they'd hang out, they'd be, oh, this is awesome. Oh, I really like this. And, Oh, well, I'm not really a fan of that, but they wouldn't really go, you know, they wouldn't be a dick about it. Right. Because, you know, unless it was Doctor
2: Who, then every all of your friends would make fun of you for liking that stupid show on PBS.
0: That's so all this of your nerd like, friends, though. I
3: was gonna say, it <laughs> right? sounds like Brian's working through some stuff on the
0: podcast. <laughs> he and then he that's... clearly is. <laughs> but he's like, oh, all of my, what, are these your Star Trek friends that were making fun of Doctor Who? Cause I mean, honestly, Mostly is, it's a these, plunger but and yes. a whisk. Yeah, it's well, a plunger and a whisk, dude. You, you, well, you, got, you gotta earn that shit. Um, uh,
3: Brian. I can't help it that Doctor Who, classic Doctor Who sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be <laughs> honest, remember, they used to make fun of classic Star Trek. It wasn't
2: till Next Generation started getting good that they suddenly said, oh, wait, we've changed our minds. Star Trek
1: is cool now. <laughs> when I was a kid, it was rare to find someone that had multiple fandoms that you did, right? Like, yeah, you might be a fan of this and that thing and the other thing, You would, it would just a treasure to find someone that was into just one of the things that you were into. Oh
2: yeah. That's why I put up with all the shit about the Doctor Who.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, now it doesn't seem like that rare of a thing to find someone that's into a lot of the things that you're into. And to be fair, there's a lot more that's a lot more popular. And that has, I'm sure, a bigger part to in it than uh, me just knowing more people, which is also true.
0: Well, the Internet. Yeah, that's also has, the joy, right, of yeah, the, the Internet.
3: Yeah, the Internet has made it much easier to find your group of people. Yeah, when we were younger... I, I, I never found like a group of people that also read 100 Bullets back when 100 Bullets was coming out from Vertigo. I love that comic. Never met a single other person that read that comic. Nowadays, if I, if, if, if it was a comic book I was reading now, I just got to go onto a forum and say, Hey, who else reads 100 Bullets? 300 other people will show up magically. Yeah. So, I mean, it's nice. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It's one of the nice things you can do on the internet.
0: To let well, you under, to let you know how old we all are. Um, <laughs> yeah, there were unless you got onto the you know, the bulletin board service right on your dial-up modem. Um, I mean, there's there's there was the only way you could interact with people is if you lived physically next to them and you ran into them at some you know like at school or the mall you know, or work whatever. or whatever. But it's not like oh, I'm just gonna. Oh, let's have a convention. You know how hard it is to, to uh, coordinate a convention? You'd have to get ads in actual like magazines and shit that would have to come out like six months in advance. So it would be printed so that you could see it and go, Oh, hey, I should go to this convention. It was, it's not like, Oh, hey, it's on Facebook. Uh, we're going to do something down at the mall tomorrow. I
1: don't know Fuck about it. you, but those quarter sheet, uh, flyers in the comic book store. Yeah, never mm-hmm. like yeah. taped to the bulletin board or in the window. Yeah, that's that's how I ever saw San Diego Comic Con for the first time.
0: Yeah, yeah, and like a legit comic book store, like not yeah. not like a bookstore that had like four comic books yeah. on a rack in the yeah. back. I'm not talking yeah. about
3: Walden books. <laughs> no, yeah. back I, when there I'm was talking a about thing. in 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 fucking and and the town that I grew up in in New Orleans. It was difficult. It was like, you know how you have like the saving hubs in video games where you can go to a place where you're, you're safe? <laughs> yeah. In New Orleans, finding a legit comic book store was like finding like the hub, your video game hub. Because uh, one, they were rare, and it was the only place you could go to to talk about Jim Lee where people would even know who the hell you were talking about.
1: You know what the comic book also had? It had things like, It had things like dice and grid paper and pencils that were not just yellow number twos and shit Mm -hmm. like that or stickers. If you wanted a sticker that wasn't a fucking smiley face (laughs) or a unicorn, (laughs) you know, that's a place you could get them. And I remember just having like never enough pocket money to enjoy. The comic book store the way i wanted and then there was the shit behind the glass and everybody wanted the shit behind the glass yes uh, there was no behind the glass for me my my comic book store had one item that was so covetous i had to go press my face into the glass every single time i was there and that was a pair of night vision goggles i don't know if they were real if they were a prop or whatever. But it was the coolest shit I had ever seen in my whole life. I asked the guy behind the counter if I could hold him, and he looked at me like I asked if I could murder his whole family and giggle and dance in the blood. <laughs> you paint a lovely
3: word picture.
1: <laughs> he was yeah, horrified he at the prospect, and he it wasn't even amusing to him, the notion. He said, No. <laughs> All right. I'll just enjoy them this way then. And back to face pressing on that glass, I went.
2: See, I just avoided these problems by being too shy to ever speak to a stranger.
1: Well, I mean, this is back in the days where you could get cut loose in a shopping mall and not see your folks for several hours.
3: Yeah, that was me. Yeah, when I was younger, I was very much all about the hardcover comics that I, I could never get. I wanted them. I just love the idea of having the hardcover graphic novel. And I find now that I'm older and I, I have, like, expendable cash, I find myself quite frequently buying uh, hardcover graphic novels because I couldn't get them <laughs> when I was younger, but I can now.
1: <laughs> you know, it it provided me with an appreciation for things that are nicer you know, I I could only ever get the secondhand comics when I was a kid. That's That was all I could get. It was secondhand comics, and very often I would be trading for ones that I hadn't read yet. So even then, it was kind of like I didn't get to choose. I just kind of got to trade for what was available at the time. And that was frustrating, but I still liked the opportunity to get some new stuff. And so, like, the first time I really had a chance to go and buy some comics with money that was mine, that shit was great. And so, I'm in a little better position to provide for my kid for that type of thing than my parents were. And I don't, I'm, I'm conflicted because if I just provide that, he may not end up with the same appreciation for that that I did. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, he definitely won't.
3: uh, Just give it to him. I'm not a parent myself, but you're not the first person that I've heard make that comment, which is, I didn't grow up getting everything that I wanted, so I had an appreciation for it. Now I can provide, and I'm in a position where, should I do that, or should I... Give him the sense of appreciation for not always getting well, what you want.
1: The other part of that is by doing, by doing the act of giving, you are also treating yourself because there is an immeasurable amount of joy that you yourself receive in the act of giving that gift and seeing mm. the joy that it brings. And so there is some selfish act in the giving, even though it's not really for you. Man, I don't got an yeah. answer for that. I don't know what the right answer for that is. <laughs> I'm still working on it. And it's like case-by-case case basis. Is this the better move or is that the better move? I don't know. But I'll tell you one thing is for damn sure, no more fucking Super Wings. You ever watch Super Wings? Look that shit up. No, no I don't know what War that is. To hell. All right. They shout Googling every fucking that shit. line. Yeah. You watch yourself half an episode of Super Wings, you're going to see what I'm talking about. You find one person that speaks without shouting.
3: Ah, I, I, I'll I, just say this. I saw the picture of Super Wings, and I was like, okay, this looks like a show where everybody yells.
1: Even, <laughs> even the intro music is shouty. Every bit of dialogue is shouty. I yeah. tell you what, man, after about three episodes of that, you're ready to... Dive off a cliff.
0: Oh, well, yeah. That's a. That I, is a. What is that? A plane? Is that a transformer? Is that a <laughs> wannabe really. half ass no, transformer? They're just
1: sentient walking talking planes.
0: Yeah, yeah. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, well, right. Well. Right. <laughs> but it, it converts into an actual fucking plane, though, right? I mean, not not like not a plane really. from cars, right? I, yeah, I guess, it's more like that. I think you like might cars. be putting yeah.
3: more thought into this than the show is. <laughs>
0: Um, Well, they also have, like,
1: memes, too. So my kids walking around here talking about, I can't remember now, fucking turbo jet power or some kind. You know what? I do my best to keep that crap out of my brain. I got shit I'm trying to remember, and that ain't it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I'm sure, you know, I see kids do that, and I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I did that shit when I was. Yeah, young. I, I might know. not remember oh, exactly what it was. He doesn't have to remember Pat.
1: passwords or what his fucking social security number is. Yep. Yeah. So might as yeah. well, you know, fill up the memory banks with that nonsense.
3: I know <laughs> for a fact that my mom definitely has to tolerate a bunch of crap that I watched because she watched a lot of it with me, and uh I know and she you know, wasn't enjoying the littles. I, I, I got
1: a yeah. <laughs> the <I know>. littles. <laughs> I gotta not try. I'm trying not to squash his fandom of this thing because I hate it, right? Yeah, I'm just trying to. But you can also lay out a menu
2: of more respectable things for him to, you know, perhaps sample as well. You know,
1: that's right. Right. It's just like you do with food, right? Yeah, I know you want ice cream, but why don't you eat some broccoli instead?
0: but what he also does need to interact with his peers and his peers are watching that trash. So you don't you don't want to have your kid be the one kid where everybody else is listening to, you know, current music, but he he knows everything from the 1920s cuz that's all his parents will let him listen to. Yeah, yeah. I know. Cuz that that kid doesn't socialize very well.
1: I know. And uh, so that's the problem we're facing on that front too. I play him all kinds of music. And you know what he likes? He likes 90s Euro trash dance music. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm.
3: So do I. Yeah.
1: Just saying, that's what he really moves his ass to. So we tend to play it quite a bit for him. And uh, I'll bet there ain't a whole bunch of kids his age that are really into it.
0: Yeah.
3: He's got a world of kids. They need
0: tempo. That's what I was going to say. They, the kids need tempo because I've, I've, I've played things for, you know, like, like 90s R and B. Cause I'm just, cause that's, let's, let's be clear. I'm not playing it for the kids. I'm listening to it. They're in the car. So guess what? That's what they get to li- fucking listen to. I, I know how it works. And it's, yeah. <laughs> and there's, no, this is, this is for the listeners because some of them might be young and might be like, oh no, I just tell my parents what to play and that's what I, what they fucking have to listen to. No, that's <laughs> that's not how how it was done back in the olden days. But um, you know, it 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 was like you could s- like you could see them cringing. They're like, "Why this is so slow? Like, I need I need a beat. I need a I, I need tempo. My life is fast, and I need the music to be fast. I need the shows to be fast. Hundred eighty like, beats what is this? Is per this-
1: Not yeah, today. Exactly.
0: What is is this character development? I ain't got time for that shit. Let's uh, you <laughs> know get me. Get me something Do do some discovery the, shit that, Where it's just stupid That, that, that would crazy. explain
3: <laughs> The Transformers movies
0: <laughs> Yeah
3: Let's That would to totally
0: the explain The Transformers movies 100%
1: <laughs> So anyway We got a We got this damn thing it, it, It's a website You know We're on Facebook And Twitter And we'd love to hear What you have to say I promise you We're gonna do better About checking email Eventually <laughs> Maybe maybe not this week. <laughs> but we will like, it'll get checked. Just shut the fuck up, man. We, send an email. <laughs> Feedback at net. Tell us what you think. Post on Facebook. You can leave a comment. We post on there. We're at, uh, sci, you know, FB.me slash SciFiShow. Uh, at sci-fi show on Twitter. What else? I think Google Plus is gone now. Long and dead and buried hmm rip <laughs>
0: <laughs> did it just fart
2: <laughs>
1: rest in peace ah. uh, I think that's it that's it anyway until <laughs> next time wasn't oh, so fucking funny huh until next time <laughs> I'm Steve this is Michael this is Patrick this is Brian remember
2: knowing is half the battle
3: that whole time, I'm laughing because apparently pipping ain't easy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that whole episode but it with is me necessary. just not being unable <laughs> to shut the fuck up.
3: <laughs> Alright guys.